I'm so tired. There's not enough hours in the day. Bullshit excuses. I've got too much to do. I have to work late. I have to run the kids around. The bullshit excuses. I have to get up early tomorrow. They end now. This is fitness for nine to fivers. You work day-to-day jobs. In fact, you may even have two, and you've been trying to fit in a healthy lifestyle. We have the solution. This is fitness for nine to fivers. And this is Andrew Marsham. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fitness for 95ers podcast with myself, Andrew Marsham, and today I am joined by a very special guest, fellow Scotsman, Mr. Stephen White. Stephen, how are you today, mate? I'm very well. I'm delighted to be here. It's really good to speak to you and to see you. It's great. Tough, good to talk to us today. Yes, absolutely. Now, Stephen is going to bring a lot of value to today's podcast. He himself is also a very similar position to me. Nine to fiver, business owner, fitness uh, enthusiast. So you're going to mm-hmm. oh, today. We're going to talk about about how Stephen adapts his lifestyle, his training, nutrition to his career and things like that as well. But before we get into all that, for anyone who is listening, if you could please leave a review, honest review at the end, that would be much appreciated. And if you would like a completely free seven day at home workout course paired with a free custom meal plan, all you have to do is click the links in the show notes or the YouTube video below, or the YouTube comment video below. Um, but Stephen, how are you today, mate? How are, uh, what, how's things out in Sweden at the moment? That's yeah, nice. really good, thank you. Yeah, so I've, I've, I've lived in Sweden now for about three months, so everything's still feeling pretty new. Um, but I'm loving being here. It's, uh, I moved over from the UK back in the um, start of February. So um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm loving it. It's, um, it's different, but it's kind of similar as well, you know. Um, it's good. It's good. My Swedish is terrible, though. I can ask for a cinnamon bun. That's about it. That's a, that's about it. well. That so that's more than I can do anyway. Um, <laughs> I actually went. I visited Sweden a long time ago. Where did I go? Did you? Um, oh, I moved a very long time. It was like my tenth birthday or something. Oh, really? Um, Somewhere like Gothenburg or something? Was, it was Gothenburg. It was like my wee brother's tenth birthday or something. It was a, very, oh. a long time ago. Um, but no, it was good. I went to those. There was a a skeleton of a blue whale. Somewhere. Not sure if you're familiar with that. Is. No. That's about all I can remember. I'm sure that's on London. I that, don't know. That, and, that and the saunas and the very cold baths. That was it. And the very I've still got to do that. I've not done that yet. So. Women pools. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, there's, a, there's a, a sauna just a, on, on the beach here. Um, and you can go to it and then you dip in the, um, the Orisund, which is the water between Malmö and Copenhagen. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've not done it yet. I mean, I'm going to wait till it's a wee bit warmer in the summer. Um, but do you want to give us a wee quick intro into yourself, Stephen, who you are, what you do, um, and, and we'll go from there? Yeah, sure. So, hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Stephen White, uh, also known as the Gay Body Coach. So I am originally from uh, St Andrews on the east coast of Scotland, uh, other side of the country from you. Yes, west um, coast from me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So oh, probably a little bit of rivalry there, but you know yeah. it's all good. <laughs> um, and uh, I lived in London for the past twenty years. So 
Um, uh, as Andrew mentioned, uh, my, uh, you know, have a nine to five job as, as well um, as having a sort of fitness and uh, personal training business, which I do online uh, from here in Sweden. So, um, you know, it's very challenging at times, but it's, uh, it's so rewarding just helping people um, just achieve their dreams. You know, um, I've been on my own fitness journey over the past, well, I guess, 12 years now is kind of when I started getting into fitness. I'm 42 now. Um, but like through my teenage years and my 20s, I was really, really overweight. And it just... Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to weigh over... Um, oh, God, I think it was, it was over 20 stone. Right. Um, so I think it was about 125 kilos or something at one stage. Yeah. Um, so I then... For various reasons, I lost. Um, I decided to lose weight. Just I needed to make a change. Um, what, was, what was the initial? What was the initial starter? Oh, <laughs> I'm not sure there was an initial starter. But it was just a line. Mechano ones, am I? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But it's you know, it's so it's so important. I mean, I, I think I think it just gives perspective. Everyone, I think you we all we all certain reasons. Yeah, you know, I mean, um, and it's more. I think. Um, I've no doubt you're probably just about to say yes, but it's always always down to the, the straw that broke the camel's back approach for me. You know, it's been oh. over time, you know, and you maybe want to jump into that change and then something eventually goes. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I know that, you know, growing up in Scotland in the 80s, or my diet was probably not very good anyway, so I had a pretty poor sort of education around, you know, diet. My food was generally um, kind of yellow dinners, you know, yeah. like chips and, you know... Yeah, beige. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm colorblind, so I just. <laughs> um, but eventually, I went to. I lost a lot of weight in, when I was around 16. Um, uh, but then when I went to university, um, I just put it all back on. And yeah. Some of that, I mean, from a, a kind of emotional point of view, was definitely because, you know, growing up gay in the 80s and 90s, yeah. you, you know, it was very different to now. And, and you kind of grew up in kind of a really kind of toxic masculinity yeah. sort of environment where, you know, it was hard. You, there was some of you, part of you that just didn't feel valued and you didn't think you were going to feel valued, yeah. you know. And um, I think you, you know, that definitely had an effect on me. And so I probably ate my feelings, if I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was always like the fat drama kid. You know, I was always off, you know, in plays and stuff, trying to get approval probably from, you know, audiences and things like that. And I was always showing off that, you know, inside there was always something that just wasn't quite right. Mm. Um, and, you know, and I think uh, that definitely played uh, a part. I was never particularly sporty. Um, my brother was um, captain of the first 11. So everyone looked at me like, why are you not good at football? Um, and uh, I just, I just wasn't. And uh, so I guess that kind of had an impact. And so kind of eating my feeling. University ended up probably drinking too much and just eating too much. Yeah. Um, I mean, I used to get Domino's pizza delivered to my flat in Edinburgh, and um, I could see Domino's out the window, <laughs> but I'd still get yeah. them to deliver to my flat. I mean, it's terrible. <laughs> well, it just shows you the change you can make when you really want to. You know. Yeah. Now, totally. Going from that, because I've no doubt there'll be someone listening to this who's going, fuck, you know, I, I'm, I can't even set foot in the gym, never mind do X, Y, or Z, but you're someone who was all done pizza who can see the shop. Now you're yeah, running, yeah. I mean, running was... a business, a successful lawyer, and living yeah. up in Sweden, and being an example to hundreds and thousands. So yeah. the, the, well, that's very kind, but at the end, yeah, of I mean, other things. 
Yeah, no, I was, I was going to say other things that kind of happened then. So my dad was in his mid-50s. He had a heart attack. I mean, he's yeah. totally fine. Um, but that was also a bit of a wake-up call. Yeah, and uh, at the time, uh, my brother just had, um, I mean, my niece was probably, what, about two, three years old. But I remember being at the Christmas dinner table one year and uh, she just turned uh, to everybody and said, who at this table is fat? Uncle Stephen's fat. And I just crushed me, you know? And I was just like, I cannot be the fat gay uncle. Do you know what I mean? It's just, I had to make a change. So all those things kind of happened at once. And I wasn't happy in my career and things like that. And I need, and, and I was in a bit of a, a relationship which was coming to an end and I thought I need to make a change. And so it was actually when- Years ago when you were just getting into fitness, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that must've been, uh, well, oh God, it's 2020, isn't it? I keep thinking, yeah. So it was about 2007, um, I ran the marathon for, in London for um, the British Heart Foundation. Because right. I was trying to raise money because my dad had had a heart attack. Or like yeah, yeah. Well, I ran it when I was 18 and a half stone still. Um, and I say it ran it, I didn't run it at all. I walked around and you know, that what was about 28, 29 at the time. Um, and it was ridiculous. I should, it, took me, it took me five hours 18 to get around the course. And I thought, that's stupid. So I tried to get a place at the next year because I wanted to improve, but I couldn't get a place. So in 2009, I did it again. Um, and uh, over the course of about nine months, I lost nine stone training for the marathon. Really? Yeah, and uh, in 2009, I ran it in three hours, 38. So I knocked, you know, about, what is that? A hundred minutes off my time. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, that's more like it, you know. Yeah, so I was gutted not to get three hours, 30, but um, three hours, 30. I was, I was well happy with that. Have you, so. have you ever done a marathon since? I have. I did, it, uh, I did it the following year, trying to get under 330 because I just had this love for it. Um, but I had a bit of asthma moment um, ha- halfway round. So I ended up, um, I think it was three hours 50. So, I mean, to get two sub four hour marathons under my belt, I'm really happy with that, considering yeah. where it'd come from, yeah. you know. Um, uh, and so, I, I, yeah, I, I did get a place a couple of years ago, but I couldn't do it. You, I really lost, you lost more than what I started out in the gym as. as oh, really? I started in the gym when I was eight stone. <laughs> wow. God, I'm looking at you now. Those photos I saw of you, you're shooting them recently. They're amazing. <laughs> Jeez, well done you. I mean, I came a long way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But isn't it funny, like, some people get into it from, you know, being just, you know, being skinnier and some people just fat and, you know, it's just, yeah. everyone's on a different journey, but, you know. That, that was that was me. I was the complete opposite. I was a skinny mm. guy that got bullied, you know, no yeah. confidence, all that kind of thing. And that's how I get into it, you know. But we all come from different perspectives. We all come from different angles. And it's, yeah. it's, it's amazing just to see the journey everyone goes on over the years. Yeah, um, yeah. But let's kind of got into a bit more about your current training, your current routines, things like that. Obviously, yeah. you're a very busy man, um, lawyer out in um, Sweden, mm-hmm. so obviously got a lot of pressure. Living down in London must have come with its um, challenges, we'll say. So yeah. how was your training and your, your nutrition, etc., when you lived in London, for example, like always on the go? How did you manage to work that round? Because personally... I know I've, I actually have a lot of clients that live and work there at the moment. Mm. Um, so even giving your, your perspective into that would be beneficial, of course. No, no, of course. And actually, I think, um, you know, that my past 
because I've been here three months, I've only been in my apartment for about a couple of weeks. So I was staying in a hotel for, you know, the rest of that time here. And so yeah. my training here and nutrition has been really challenging, yeah. if I'm being honest, just because, you know, I had two hops and a microwave. So it just limits what you can do. But yeah, um, getting back into things now, but um, when I was back in London, uh, especially last summer, so last summer I got in the best shape I've ever been in. Yeah, I mean, you, you've done a, a couple of shoots yourself and getting in incredible shape also. Yeah. And it's a great experience, isn't it? Oh, it's amazing. It's so good. Yeah. Um, I've, I've not really done any in the gym like you. Mine were all just a bit posy. <laughs> but, you know, um, but you, yeah, no, it's, um, I, need to do, I need to do some of those when I, when I um, hopefully get a bit more cut this summer. But um, so when I was in London, I actually found it a lot easier just because there's a, I mean, I'm, I'm still new here in Sweden, but in London, you know, you, there are plenty of gyms. There's decent gyms everywhere so you can train. But what I found I was doing uh, was walking more. I walked loads when I was in London. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't get a tube anywhere. Um, and, you know, if that meant getting up earlier in the morning. So what I do is I gap at five, half five. I get a train in from Greenwich to Cannon Street. Um, I go to the gym uh, from what about? Quarter past six until half seven. Uh, have a quick shower and then uh, walk up to Camden, which is another, which was five kilometers up there. So that would take about an hour to get up there um, where I was working at the time. Um, and, you know, I'd be at my desk for, you know, what, quarter to nine? So, you know, and do all that. And it just meant that I got all my training out of the way. I didn't have to think about it. I'm rubbish at training in the afternoon or the evening. Because at that time of day, I'm generally, I've either got something on because it's London. Um, and so I needed to squeeze all that in first thing in the morning. Um, and I enjoyed it. It set me up for the day, you know, um, getting the endorphins going. Um, and yeah, it was, it was great. And also then I, I didn't feel like, I mean, I, when it comes to nutrition, I think it's really important to not have that kind of thinking about food as good or bad. Yeah. You know, I know it's really hard to do because we've all grown up with people telling you, oh, that's bad, this is, this is good. You know, or, you know, I remember, you know, if I had a sandwich at my desk at work, you know, people would say, oh my God, Stephen, you're eating carbs. I'm like, oh my God, I eat carbs all the time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know they just- I have plenty of carbs, don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like, so people just have this weird notion of, you know, of what, what they read in the press and what people say. And so it's trying to debunk all those myths is what I'm trying to impart on my clients, you know? Um, but yeah, from kind of working in London, it's really about training early in the morning, getting some steps in, going for a walk at lunchtime if I can. I know that, you know, not everyone can do a nine-to-five job. And luckily I was an in-house lawyer, so there's just a bit more flexibility. Um, also, I probably got to work from home a day a week. Um, which was also good because then I could just fit things around that, go for a run at lunchtime. Yeah. Um, but it, for me, training isn't a punishment. Well, of course. Training not. for me is, uh, you know, I, I have this thing, I can't remember where I read it, but I use sparks out all the time. You know, train because you love your body, not because you hate it. Yeah. You know, and so I think people need to find training, uh, ways of training and in ways that they enjoy it, 100%. you know, um, and whatever that starts out to be, and um, whether that's running, whether it is doing group classes, um, you know, I think people, if you just start moving more um, and eating less, I mean, it does work in the end. You will lose weight if that's what your goal is. I mean, it was for me, obviously, and yeah. most of my clients, that's what they want to do as well. 
I think it's I think it's one of those things that when you actually get into something, enjoying you start seeing tangible benefits from it, you realise what you can actually do, you know, as, and as you said, you start to see visible changes, maybe it's oh, yeah. you know, a bit of muscle, maybe it's you've lost a lot of body fat, whatever mm. those changes are, and if you're enjoying what you're doing and you can be consistent with it, then by all means knock yourself out on it. As you said, whether it's classes, whether it's, you know, running, cycling, the gym, I personally love weights, I know you're probably mm. the same, yeah, I do too. that's my outlet, you know, but Finding what you enjoy, it doesn't have to be X, Y, or Z. It's something you can build into your your lifestyle that's going to fit and work. And you touched on a great point there also. You know, I so I started morning workouts back in August because my schedule just got too busy in terms Mm of where the business was going and the way my work was going. So I was ending up coming home. I was going to start and work at half six in the morning getting home at like five at night, uh, uh, sorry, leave, finishing up at, you know, like five, mm. four-ish, five at night, getting to the gym and it was half seven before I was home and I'm like, there's, there's like two, two hours left at the end of the night. I'm like, what did I do here? So I put training to the first thing in the morning, trained yeah. at 6 a.m. What a difference. Like, yeah. what a difference. I cannot, and I was someone who, religiously hammered home that I would never train in the morning. I always oh, really? Okay, interesting. Always, like, I, I, so I've been in the gym eight and a bit years, eight and a half years. I started it as um, a New Year's resolution in 2012, I believe. Um, and until August, I had trained solely in the evenings. That was the only time I trained. Um, and when I start, decided to jump into my morning routines in, in, in August, what a difference to the day. Mm-hmm. When you, especially for, for someone, and you'll you know this yourself, for someone who's been busy, works a nine to five job, who struggles to fit in things in the evening, or maybe gets pulled away by that temptation, by that event. If mm-hmm. you meet yourself up for that morning win, if you set yourself up for success in the morning, you're going to win the day. And I literally talked about it in my stories on Instagram today. It was hammered at home today. I was out. I feel bad I've not seen it yet. Yeah, well, <laughs> Honestly, if you get a chance later, mm, I will. Because I was out a walk this morning at nine o'clock and I had done my workout, done half an hour of cardio and done my priority work. So mm-hmm. that that's how much it shifted for me. But really, you know, looking at what your days consist of and figuring out how you can set it up best for yourself is yeah. absolutely key. Yeah, and totally. And, you know, I've, I've gone through a big change recently in moving here. Um, and I need to get into a new rhythm because the working day here in Sweden is slightly different. Yeah. Things start a bit earlier, um, but they finish a wee bit earlier in the afternoon. So generally people start work around eight and they finish around four, half four, which is really new to me. But I'm still not great at working out later in the afternoon after work. You know, I think it's I'm, I just need to build it in first thing in the morning and then maybe, you know, go for a walk, do my cardio in the evening or something. Yeah. 100% and, and just on a tactical note I've found I always get the best results when I split the two of them up you know mm. um, personally if I'm trying to get leaner diet down or getting the getting you know sort of photo shoot shape or whatever yeah that when I do split them up that's when I tend to get to see the best results but again it's coming down to being aware of what your situation is your lifestyle if you don't have time in the evenings to, to split them up, then get them done in the morning, you know, get them done yeah. as 
you can. Um, yeah. I think that's absolutely key. Yeah, no, especially because I think, you know, for a lot of my clients who are, you know, really trying to lose a bit of body fat, it really is about trying to encourage them just to move more. Yeah. And whether that is, you know, walking to work in the morning, I mean, you know, you want to get a decent walking and do a bit of what, you know, um, but you can do that in the evening as well. So on top of a gym routine or something, you know, because um, the gym isn't going to make, unless you're doing something that's really yeah. intense and burning calories, you know, throwing a few weights around in the gym, it's not going to help in terms of, well, it, it will help, it will help build muscle, which is great. And, um, but it's not going to help really with that calorie deficit yeah. so much. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's when you look at the 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 the, the bar chart, the, the classic bar chart, whatever it is, it's like 60% BMR, 20% of 30% meat, and you get total calories burned for the day. From exercise, it's like 10%. It's so not good. a whole lot, you know? Yeah. There is yeah. downstream benefits of building more muscle, increasing your metabolic rate and all mm-hmm. those things. Exactly. But increasing your activity, being conscious of step counts and things, is something that really has to be top of mind when your goal is but losing body fat. We're getting into that summer period that the weather's getting nice, it's getting easier to get out of walking things, you know. Um, so really utilizing that as much as you can. Your one exercise a day at the moment, if you're of course, yeah, if you're living in the UK and you're locked down, is yeah. you know, taking advantage of that and really making the most of it. It's absolutely key at any stage, absolutely. Uh, because I reckon in an hour you can do 10,000 steps quite easily. Quite easily. So I've, I've had clients who have had a bit of pushback and I'm like, no, just you need to just do it, you know? And let's face it, nobody's doing one exercise a, a day anyway. No. <laughs> I mean, let's say, I've been getting out at least three or four times for a while. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing any, I'm not doing any yeah. I'm still walking myself, you know. Um, yeah. I stay out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and yeah, that's the thing. You know, if you're in the middle of nowhere, I think, you know, you, the, the risk is so much lower, you know, and you should, exactly, exactly. And, yeah. And it's so good for your, you know, mental health as well, getting out and exercising. So, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot, there's a lot of green, there's a lot of lost and stuff about where I stay. Oh, lovely. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> good for some Very nice. Um, but in terms of your nutrition and things, let's talk a bit more about that when you were in mm. the city, when you were in London. Obviously, there's a lot of temptation. There's a lot of access to things, but by the same token, there's a lot of access to the, the you know, the, the better choices as well. Of mm. course, how did you manage to balance your? What were some of the key strategies you used to stay on track with your nutrition, to avoid temptation, to make sure you were set up for success, avoid maybe avoiding corporate events, or how mm. to maneuver those? What were some of the kind of things that kept you on track while you lived in London and in the city more of, you know, that fast-paced lifestyle? Yeah, I think, you know, tracking was crucial for me. Yeah, just being a count. Uh, just, yeah, just just being able to count what, and, you know, knowing what my targets are yeah. um, in terms of calories, but also because I was trying, you know, to get in really good shape for the summer, you know, I was, I was counting my macros as well. So, you know, it's part of an, an education piece. Um, and so eventually it all becomes a little bit intuitive. And I think by last summer, things were definitely more intuitive for me. So, you know, I would probably, you know, have, I would have breakfast before I went to the gym, uh, you know, getting some protein. So I generally have, you know, um, a, a protein yogurt with some blueberries. Um, and then I go to the gym and then I'd probably have, 
you know, a protein shake afterwards. Um, or even stop at somewhere like Leon. I, I don't if you know it, I don't even work in Scotland yet, but there's a few um, in other parts. Um, and just like have some eggs um, from there um, and then track those just so I knew I was getting my protein in from that. And then I would have to be very careful with protein bars. They're my kind of downfall, especially the grenade ones. Um, yeah. I, I mean, they're, they're so tasty. But My, my, my current favourites are the six layer bars from my protein. Oh, I've not had those. Oh, they're absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're if you're into chocolate, anything like that, I've got. I'm just looking at my cupboard just now. There's three boxes in there: <laughs> chocolate sundae, a cookies and cream, and a white gold. Oh, that sounds good. Unbelievable! Like how they make a protein bar taste that good is beyond. Yeah. You. Like fair play to them. That's all. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, because I, I don't know if you know the is it white chocolate salted peanut that grenade do? I love that one. That I've tried it, but I think I may have seen it. Yeah, no, it's really good. Um, I was over in Copenhagen about a month ago and I saw I got myself a box because they had some over there. I was just like, I'm having that. Um, yeah, so, um, you know, so I do that. Um, but yeah, it was really just thinking about planning. So knowing that I'd have, you know, what I'd have for my breakfast, what I'd probably have post-workout. Yeah. And then for lunch, you know, if, if it was organized, you know, I'd, I'd definitely plan my meals and prep them if I could. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't do that religiously because um, things just change during the day. Um, you know, you sometimes your routine changes. So I, you know, I would, I knew the things that I could go and get from like Marks or there was a little, there was a Pret. So just having a bit of an awareness of what's in, in, in the foods that I could have around lunch. I wouldn't have lunch as such. I'd, you know, just eat when I felt hungry, um, which I think was important as well. Um, and then I generally try and plan my dinners, um, but also track those as much as possible. So it was really, I, I kind of, I really enjoy tracking my food. I find maybe I'm just a bit of a geek. It's like playing a numbers game. Very, I'm very much the same. Like, yeah. I got a meal plan from Wade to the way that we, me and Stephen are both part of the mastermind yeah. um, uh, that you've heard a million people on now. Um, and I got a meal plan from Wade, but I still track everything. Like, oh, yeah, me too, me too. And it's, it's the similar stuff every day, and it's more just me liking the numbers. Like, I like yeah. I, I like to track and hold myself accountable to the numbers. Sometimes yeah. I may put on my own wee swaps and things as well, and that's another reason I do it. Um, yeah. But I'm very much in the same boat that I do like to, to be accountable to the numbers. And I think when you have that as a skill, when you have when you mm -hmm. do have that skill of tracking, you can literally yeah. do what you want with your nutrition, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and make those adjustments. But it is an educational process. It is, um, and it does help you become more intuitive, you know, yeah, so you 100%. don't have to track all the time. You go, right, well, I know that soup's going to have about 250 calories. Fine, I'll have that, you know, um, that kind of thing. So yeah. I, I had to be a bit flexible, especially in London, just because, you know, you things can crop up. Work can just get crazy busy in the, you know, in the snap of a finger. But um you know, in terms of corporate events and things, I have to admit, I don't drink very much. I used to. Yes. Um, but drinking uh, for me, I mean, I'd maybe have the odd glass of wine. Um, but that's kind of where my willpower um, kind of goes out the window sometimes. Um, I, know, I know that about myself. And just having, I'm not very good with hangovers these days. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a little bit older than you, so, um, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> maybe you've got that to come. But it's just, it's just not worth it. Well, um, to be honest, I... I Think I've drank twice this year, three times maybe, and it's yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, you know, that can be, you know, people can maybe think of you as being a bit boring, but I have to get to a stage where I don't care what people think, you know, um, and they get over it. You know, you still have fun. Yeah, you know? It's you that's got to deal with a hangover, not them. Exactly. exactly. And it's your, it's your goals, it's your, it's your dreams, it's how you want to look. It's you that's going to have the confidence if, you've get, um, if you're looking incredible in the beach or on holiday or whatever this year. So I think just framing that aspect of it as well is very important. Yeah. But absolutely. But also, you know, there is a degree of flexibility. So if you know you do have a big event coming up or a big dinner with friends or something coming up, you know, if you're tracking your calories, you cut back a little bit on the days before, so you've got more yeah. to play with. I mean, it's, it's again, it probably comes down to being a bit of a geek with the numbers, going, hmm, right, I've got another 800 calories to play with on Saturday night, yep. you know, um, which is which is pretty good. Yeah, um, I mean, and, and I'll, I'll take the very much, very similar approach, you know, maybe just pull a couple hundred calories per day before that event, before that meal, and that's no problem, you know, job done. Yeah. Uh, what would you say to anyone, I know a lot of people would, probably i want to try to start tracking but i've not got a clue where to start you know it seems a bit overwhelming how do you what would you say to anyone who's looking to try and start getting an understanding of how to track calories but feels a bit overwhelmed or unsure where to start what's what's a couple of tips you'd be given to to get the ball rolling i think they shouldn't you know, I would, I would definitely start thinking with, about using something like my fitness pal, but yeah. do everything with a pinch of salt on there. You know, I've got some, um, I had some new clients this week who were using it and they sent, they sent over their food diary from it. And I was just looking at some of the results that no, are in. No tip here for you as a coach, Stephen. Just add them as a friend and get them to make their diary public. And then you can just go in and see it. You don't need oh, to that's what I was doing. Sorry, yeah. that, that is what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought I, mean, I, used to, I used to get clients to send me a screenshot. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Monkey no, 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 and <laughs> like yeah. no, no, it's, it's yeah. been really good being yeah. able to clean. Um, but I was looking at some of the things like so, 150 grams of chip shop chips or something. I was like, the that's well for a start, you're probably not having 150 grams of chip yeah. shop chips. <laughs> that's maybe three chips. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so I was kind of like, people do need to, you know, weigh things. And it can sound a bit um, oh, pedantic, but, you know, if you, it just it's all just an education and just getting into it. Like, and I, you know, I, the first couple of weeks... I've had an understanding and been familiar with tracking macros for probably five years now, four or five mm-hmm. years, and I still weigh food to this day. Yeah. Like, it may seem a bit over the top, but... Like, if you told me to go and not weigh food for a week, I could probably do all right. Like, I would probably get within 10, 20% of, of where you normally get to. But yeah. you don't just develop that overnight. And it is a consistency thing. And then by the same token, if I go on holiday or if I go away and I want to maybe stay on track, I want to stay reasonably lean, then you can start making those assumptions. You can start judging it slightly a bit. Or if you're out and about and you're having to get something in the go, you know, you don't stress. Whereas some yep. people just throw in and go, oh, fuck, I'm just having a McDonald's, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, totally. But, you know, you, what, what's great about tracking is you probably could have a McDonald's. You just dial in, you can do there. Or you get a barcode and you scan it, you know? So it, it just gives you that flexibility. It's, it, I, I get pushback from people just thinking it's a little bit too much hassle. Yeah. And I get it, but I think people don't give it a chance sometimes. 100%. Um, but the, I do think you need to be aware that there are some false numbers in there. So Oh, yeah. 
I mean, play like, conservative yeah. um, and probably go for the higher amount just just yeah. to be sure. Yeah, I mean, there's some good ones you see. It's like people searching things and it comes up zero calories, but it's like this gets giving you macros and stuff. You're like, do yeah. Just, 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 just do a double check, and if you're unsure, scan. You know, input the numbers yourself from the back of the packet. Once you've done these things once, if you're eating on a relatively consistent basis as well, the numbers are there. It saves, you know. So, just yeah. kind of doing that, I think, is really helpful. Also, if you are someone who's eating consistently, absolutely. Because if you, you know, it says swipe left or something for yesterday's breakfast. Yeah, exactly. Because generally, I have the same breakfast every day. Yeah, just because it's easy. I get up and don't have to think about it. You know, hundred um, um, But also, what I'd say another tip would be to well, especially for my clients, because I've taken their activity levels into account when I've given them their you know what I want them to do for their um, meal plans or their you know calorie goals. So I've you know you always get I don't know if you get this, but the question should because uh, it can track your activity levels as well. Yeah. So a lot of people think you know those six hundred calories are extra on top of what they can have, and it's just like. That's going to slow your goals down a bit. Yeah, just a touch. Again, it's even it's even these small things like lattes and stuff that you don't think of get anything in them. That you scan the back of it, there's got three hundred calories on you. Like, oh shit! I'm oh, on. Wait, don't. I mean that. I'm on four of them a day. <laughs> no, no. Um, I mean, yeah. One big tip for my clients is trying not to drink your calories like that. Yeah, big fan. No. Fine. I mean, I drink probably, I'm just looking at you know, two empty bottles of Diet Coke. So, you know, uh, you know, I, that's, I, that's probably one of my vices. Yeah. Um, well, I thought I'd had an empty can of Coke Zero there sitting next to me, but I took it away. I'd like yeah. to it before we come on there. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. So I'm, you know, I, you know, that's one of my vices, but definitely, you know, avoid the sugary drinks, you know, and people still have, you know, fruit juices and not really understanding how much sugar is actually in them not that sugar is bad but you know it's kind of you just being that aware of you know how much and what you should be eating yeah 100 percent. i think the my fitness pal just brings all that into the forefront mm-hmm. a lot of people do get a shock when they start tracking their nutrition when they do start having that accountability around it when they're why they're not losing weight or x y or z start tracking nutrition, you're like, oh, shit, I'm eating, you know, 3,000 calories a day and I didn't even realise it. So just exactly. that one simple step can be so effective. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know you're yeah. focused a lot on the mindset aspect as well, Stephen. So mm. what are some of the kind of things you employ on a maybe daily basis, habits, routines, things like that, to really hammer home a positive mindset and frame that into your weeks and days going forward? Yeah, I mean, for, for me, it's, you know, enjoying the journey and, and doing training that I enjoy because if I'm going to hate doing something, then I'm going to stop doing it. Yeah. I'm not, you know, and it's the same with my clients. Like, so I always tell them, you know, is there any exercise you don't like doing? Because that will, um, like for me, I hate doing the rowing machine. Um, I just find like time stands still when I'm on it. I'm like, how is it only 30 seconds in, you know, and, it's about making training uh, enjoyable. So everything comes from, I try to come from a place of positivity and just thinking about what, not just what the end goal is, but actually getting to the goal should be enjoyable too, you know, and if it's geeking out, doing my fitness pal, that's always a positive thing as well. Yeah. Um, you know, but also finding training that you enjoy. So, um, and it could be a sociable thing. So I, I remember when I started out in my journey, I, I, I ended up, 
breaking up with uh, who I was with at the time. Um, and so in the breakup, he got all of the friends. So I had to start again. And part of that was, um, you know, me joining, you know, I ended up doing body pump classes. So every Saturday morning, I do a Pilates class followed by a body pump class followed by an aqua aerobics class, which was weird, but fun. Um, and, you know, a spin class, you know, and it became something that was really sociable and social um, and kind of made, uh, you know, there was kind of a joy that came with that. In terms of other things that I do, um, I try and I've started doing journaling. Uh, I, I've not really done meditation as such. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I sometimes just don't have the time for that. But actually journaling and thinking about the things that um, I'm, I'm trying to find it. I've got a great little journal that I bought the other day, which I can't find at the moment. But um, um but it's really good and just asks those questions, you know, what are you grateful for? What are you there's one I use now called the six minute diary. That's really good. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. But you know, just actually having lists and planning and ticking things off and knowing that you've done certain things. It's like getting the workout done at the start of the day. It's like massive tick there. You know, it sets you up and is all really positive and you know, there's something about achieving and progressing. Um you know that and that all plays into the mindset because you're you can see yourself driving forward and it's not about having an unachievable goal it's there's an achievable goal at the end of it of course but actually doing things in little steps and seeing progress and that kind of spurs you on as well things but i think that helps with a positive mindset and also having a growth mindset and not being all negative and i think for me also around nutrition not thinking about food as good or bad you know um i think that's that's so important because it's so easy to end up having a bad relationship with food. Yeah. Can you know, be. I mean, I, my mum does um, Slimming World. I mean, I've been trying to get her to sign up with me for ages, but, <laughs> but she's, she loves Slimming World. Just, but she talks about, you know, sins. I know. It's, know? it's a horrible terminology, isn't it? It's horrible terminology. I don't like it at all. You know, and it just, I know the, the, I think it stands for something and I don't, you know, they say, oh, it's not, it's not a negative, but I'm like, it is a little bit negative um you know my mum's had great results from it but you know it's when people think oh you know that's something i shouldn't be having or i've got clients who say you know i've yeah you know they've, they've had too much chocolate or red wine or something i'm like well you can totally have that just it's about the awareness of what else you're having it's not bad to have that, uh, that that's fine Let, let's, let's move on but what we're doing tomorrow you know yes yeah that's that Put it behind us, exactly. So, and if you take the steps beforehand, you can build that in. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But not beating yourself up about it either. You know, um, we're all human. Geez, you know. And you know, my weight goes up and down. Still, you know, it depends what my goal is. And I have to admit, I'm not very good at lean bulking. You know, <laughs> that's kind of, you know, I need to, I need to work on that. That's one of my things. Um, but you know, that's the phase I'm in at the moment. And um, we'll see how successful I remain over the next few months. <laughs> yeah, it remains to be seen. Uh, yeah. Not too bad last year, but we'll see how it goes. Off the back yeah. of that, sure I was a hungry boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll kind of wrap up with that, Stephen. I think that okay. was that was an excellent conversation. I really enjoyed that. Um, I do I do like to finish this with a top five. So oh, as it is absolutely glorious weather outside, and mm-hmm. it's, I'm feeling in a good mood as well. What would your top five tips be for anyone who's looking to get in the best shape of their life for summer or potentially do a photo shoot, something like yourself has done? Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of your, what would be your top five tips for anyone listening right now 
including the, the current circumstances and things mm. against, to get in the best shape of the life for summer? Okay, first of all, do some resistance training, um, whether that is, you know, just following one of the workouts that's online, but just make sure you, you know, if you can get your, ha your hands on some resistance bands, I know that dumbbells and kettlebells are in short supply at the moment and really expensive. Um, so, I, you know, I think do some resistance training, some great workouts, free workouts out there. But obviously, if you want something a bit more progression and a bit more planned and tailored to you, then speak to either of us. We're more than happy to help. Um, because there are things you can do at home. Um, I would also use that um, hour of exercise. Um, get outside, get moving, um, and you know, make sure that you do keep moving and get your 10,000 steps in. Go for a run if you can as well, um, and even use some of the street furniture. So like, um, it's such a wanky term, but um, you know, like do dips or press-ups on park benches. Um, if you've got a TRX, throw it over a tree, go and use it, you know, get out there and just be imaginative. And, um, you know, again, one of us could probably help you with that. Other things, I think you do need routine. It's so easy without a routine at the moment. And, okay. um, you know, it's, I know people are harping on about it all over Instagram or my Instagram as well, but it's, it's, it's true because otherwise, you know, you'll just sit around. I, I've done this as well. So, you know, I get up in the morning and if someone's emailed me, then I just end up sitting at a desk and do, you know, working all day, not moving very much. Um, you know, so I think having a routine, having set time, that hour in the morning when I would be commuting, doing something healthy and for me, whether it's mindset, whether it's physical, anything like that. Um, I can't remember how many we're up to now. But, um, first four. So we've got, we've got, the, we've got the routine, we've got um, getting you, utilising your other... Resistance training and structure. And structure, yeah. Um, and finally, just move more when you're at home as well. You know, um, when you're inside, you know, I, whether that's cleaning your house or, you know, just, I think it's so easy to just end up sitting on the sofa yeah. watching Netflix. Yeah. Try think, to, uh, and for me, the, the biggest one out of lot is the, the routine. If you set yourself up for the routine in the morning, especially, you're going you're gonna to have a good day. Exactly. There's no doubt about it. Like you just yeah. are. And, and personal experience is the reason I harp on about it so much. There's a reason likes of guys like Stephen are so successful and going about it so much because these things do genuinely work. Um, and those are the steps to success. But um, Stephen, we sign off from yourself. Where can everyone get a hold of you? Is there anything you'd like to shout out? Anything you'd like to mention? By all means, this is your time. Let us hear from it. Where can they put the folks hear more from you? And oh, that's fantastic. It will all be linked below as well. Great. So um, if you, um, on Facebook, um, if you um, add me as a friend as the Gay Body Coach, and you can find me on Facebook as the Gay Body Coach. Um, on Instagram, I'm um, Mr. Stephen White. You'll have to spell that on your, uh, it's Stephen with the V and the White with the Y, just to be difficult. Probably going to change that to uh, the Gay Body Coach at some point too. Um, yeah, those are the kind of key places to find me at the moment. No problem. And they will both be linked down below. Um, Stephen, thank you very much. And as a quick sign off, remember for anyone who is listening, um, if you'd leave a review, honest review of the podcast, that would be massively, massively appreciated. Um, it really helps myself out. And for those who are looking for a free seven day at home workout course, comes with a free meal plan as well. Click one of the links below in the description and it's all yours. Stephen, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Um, thank you so much for having me. I've honestly really enjoyed it. Um, right. We will see you all in the next one. 
Nice one. Take care. Bye. You've been listening to Fitness for 9 to Fivers with Andrew Marsham. You're a grown-ass human being. You have a job, maybe two, kids, errands, bills, a wife, friends. And while the excuse list gets bigger, so does your waist. That's where Andrew comes in. Until next time, find Andrew on Facebook at andrew.marsham.737 and on Instagram at andrewmarsham underscore fitness. To reach out to Andrew, send an email at amfit1993 at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.